to write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know Spending time all alone Sending my songs to the f A better home wing while focused on trying to hone This craft Witchcraft I hope the Brujas let this last that was the great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Easy Just Froze. Amazing. <laughs> Um, I heard great things about you. I heard amazing things about you. Um, I'm horrible at introductions. Easy's background live. Easy, are you with us? I guess that's a no, but please introduce yourself to our audience on Behind the Brand. Uh, Hi. sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, is Easy back? I, I hope so, because he's going back and forth. <laughs> My Show name is Anatar Marmol Gagne. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we I go. Just, I just didn't want to mispronounce the last name. You know, that. I appreciate out of, that. Out, out of respect. Out of respect. <laughs> Easy, can I pass the ball to you? What's going on? Hell, am I, am I back? You're like, you're back. Fucking like that. Like, your voice sounds amazing. You're like, come up right now, bro. Um. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, no, okay. I just wanted to check. All right, see, now we're back to regular time. Yeah, we are. Yeah, there you go. Now I can hear. Now I can hear your actual voice. No joke, you sounded like, you know, like the fun ones. Um, but besides that, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're modulating, you're modulating. Yeah, you are modulating, easy. Heavy. Really heavy. Ah, shenanigans. Hold on. All right, so start and I'll get I'll get there. I understand. Amanda, what's going on? So Anatar. Anatar. Anatar, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Going it's back all right. to all the my, my wells also. Let's restart this WNHH LP 103.5 F in New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, fighting to stay alive, Easy Blues. Anatar, how are you? What's going on? Please tell the audience about what you do. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for having Absolutely. me uh, today. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I am an artist and a puppeteer in the New Haven area. Um, awesome. so I, I do all sorts of things, all sorts of things. Why puppeteering? <laughs> Why puppets? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so, uh, I started, um, a painting when I was very young and it was, okay. uh, so I did fine arts and I did sculpture and I also did dance and I kind of did that my, my whole life also mm -hmm. with some writing and, um, it was almost kind of like a, the constant search of this is good, but not quite it. Um, and so it 
it finally led me to, and puppetry was always around in my life. And I've always loved puppetry and puppet theater, mm-hmm. um, but didn't really, it didn't really click um, that it was, it was just the crossroads of everything that I've been doing pretty much right. my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, about 12 years ago, um, I really okay. started uh, doing it seriously, taking it seriously. Like this is really something I had that aha moment, like this is what I want to do. So. Mm. Mm. Okay. It, ha- it happens like that. Now, um, what can I expect out your whole show, your whole um, piece, your whole art? What can I expect when, when I go into your piece? Tell me about that. Um, it's always uh, very personal. Well, I think, you know, art and or music or just the arts in general comes from a very personal place, whether we we acknowledge that or not or or realize it in the moment or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the piece that I'm working on right now is actually uh, autobiographical. It's a very personal story. Uh, okay. It's called um, Sueños. And it's about my story of coming to the States and uh, not being legal and my navigating uh, my parents' divorce and finding art as a medium and not knowing the language and um, basically how trauma makes you hilarious, taking um, terrible things that happen to you and making them into something better than that initial traumatic event. Hmm. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now. But okay. in, in general, I have you know, funny pieces. I have uh, silly, silly, goofy pieces that really are just, I love making people laugh. So some are just for, you know, uh, for fun's sake. And then I have some more serious, um, but I really like to include um, a comedic element in anything that I'm, that I'm doing. Mm. I feel like it's important. It's a form of therapy. Um, I don't know if it's a form of, it can be therapeutic, gotcha. um, okay. but I feel like I never want to like beat my audience up with something just so serious the entire time. So I feel like, <laughs> you know, a comedic element is really important. Gotcha. You don't want to go over, you don't want to go too much, especially yeah. when it comes to, to, to performing, because you, Ex- one thing you want the audience to understand the story that's coming through, through your, right. your pieces. Yeah. yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, it must be, can it be challenging us sometimes just like um, recreating some of these stories just through being a puppeteer? Are you the only puppeteer at some of your pieces? Please tell me. Yeah, um, it can be very, very challenging. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I always like to pull in colleagues um, and fellow puppeteers and artists just to have somebody else in the room because when you're too close to something, it's it's hard to see whether it be uh, puppetry or art or it, I, I've um, I really like workshopping things mm-hmm. um, or having just an outside eye you know um, again you just sometimes you're just too close you don't see it um, also collaboration is really wonderful the creative oh, yeah. collaborative process so um, I've had uh, I've had workshops uh, done uh, for this particular uh, production I actually mm-hmm. got a um a Jim Henson workshop grant last year. So I was able That's to awesome. yeah, um mm-hmm. pull in, uh have multiple workshops with that. 
Uh, and it can be really fun too, just having someone that is so foreign to the project come in and you just play and really wonderful things come out when you're just playing with, with colleagues. So um, in regards to the, like, are there other puppeteers and productions with me? Mm -hmm. It depends on the production. So there's, there's certain productions that is just me. Uh, this one is, is, you know, I thought it was going to be a one woman show. It's just not a one woman show. There's too many moving parts and the type of puppetry that I want to do is just impossible to do just by myself. So. Mm. Tell me about the uh, Puppeteers of America National Puppet Festival. How'd you come across um, that? So um, I was asked to, mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a festival um, and it moves around. This is the uh, 63rd, if I'm not 63rd. mistaken. 63rd, okay. Yep. Um, and so it uh, happens every two years and, mm -hmm. um, you know, puppeteers from all over gather and, uh, I think this year we have almost 300 registrants. Oh, wow. And just performances from all around the world. Mm -hmm. um, the director had reached out to me, uh, Justin Curtis. I actually met him when I was flown out to Portland to do a puppet slam back in 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, he reached out to me shortly thereafter and asked me if I wanted to uh, be the director of workshops for this festival and I felt really honored to to serve my community so um I immediately said yes and I had all these ideas and um the main vision that I had that I felt was uh really important to bring mm -hmm. to the festival was um so as a Latina I felt like we weren't uh, there wasn't that much representation and there weren't many bilingual workshops so for the first time ever there are bilingual workshops at the National Puppet Festival, which that's, is really amazing. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. definitely cool. Now, so, um, easy. You're back in the building. I, I am. <laughs> Unbelievable. Happy to have you back with us, you know, as you've been fighting the internet demons. Um, any questions you uh, got for Avatar? Well, for, first and foremost, let, let, let's do this the, the right way. We're going to... Really easy blues. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to truly understand and see how important life can be. It is those little moments in life that can create so much beauty. From the time you first heard, it's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights. We knew we were going to be entertained in a forum that we've never seen before, and we were thankful for it. When we can take our imagination and bring it forth into the world, something other than just our human form, it is truly amazing. And today on this very show, we have one of the best in the game. Someone who does something that we just heard has been going on for 126 years. Ridiculous. That is amazing. Showing different pieces of art through felt, and stuffing. I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving, and if you're driving, keep your hands at 10 and 2, but mentally put your hands together for the phenomenal, the amazing, the really very good friend of mine, Anatar Marmor Garnier. Okay, did the proper intro now. Thank you, Easy. <laughs>
You're it's welcome. all about making you smile. <laughs> that 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 is you know it's about having as much fun as humanly possible. Now yes, I'm gonna talk Always. for those that don't know you, and I know you and P got into a, a long chunk of it while the internet was and I were doing some sparring, but it's okay. I hit him with the one two and I'm back. But for those who don't know, um, I'd say what about about a year and a half ago, uh, I walked up early to the state house, and there was this group of incredible human beings sitting on the steps waiting for the sound guy to get there. <laughs> and he, he was a little bit behind schedule, so it was fine. And, and from the first moment of watching everyone load in this incredible production to actually um, how amazingly connected you all were, even though, again, using a medium as for puppeteering, um, you guys got I mean, got me from jump. It, it was some of the most incredible aspects of it. And what people don't understand is there are so many layers to puppeteering. It's not just what you see on like Sesame Street or something along those lines. You are able to attack this other content um, that is a little bit more adult and deals with a lot of pain and agony. Um, but you, you get to do it. Uh, my, my whole aspect is I thought it was always amazing how you were doing it through, you know, these incredible creations that you bought. Hey, um, and it's like, and how does one go from um, oh no, you know, seeing my, my friend's enthusiasm is on point on WNHH and what is a puppet 103.5 FM New Haven? Easy, you're going in and out, buddy. I love you so much, and I love your energy truly enthusiastic and you're making our guests smile but you're going back and forth brother it's going crazy it's going insane but um i, really I did hear the question i did, did hear, hear the, the question, question though okay I did. all right yes. so answer that one question yeah. i can retaliate retaliate yeah. back go right ahead um i i think easy was asking about what yeah. is a puppet slam right yes so, uh continue so <laughs> a puppet slam uh is uh, an evening basically of short form puppetry, puppet mm -hmm. theater. Um, anywhere, you know, three to eight minutes. Uh, it can be something that's been polished. It can be um, something brand new. Uh, and it, it just runs the gamut, right? It's, it could be very experimental. Um, like tonight, actually, I am performing at the Puppets Come Home Coney Island Puppet Slam. And mm. I'm doing something brand new. Okay. Um, uh, it's an excerpt from the production I was telling you about Sueños. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I just made some uh, cardboard puppets. And um, again, trying something totally different because I like to try different things all the time. But, you know, it can be so it's short form puppet theater for for adults. I mean, you know, the mature audiences. Cardboard puppets, how difficult can that be? You know, because it's not from your standardized, you know, puppet, you know, um, control. For for this one, um, right. there, it's more of like I'm doing like uh, caricatures. I'm actually, okay. it's an excerpt from Sueño. So it's like a, I'm doing um, my family tree. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, it's all kind of... Uh, just the the immediate family tree, my grandparents, my parents, mm -hmm. um, and then my dad's wives, and uh, <laughs> and uh, 
And um, I'm using a lot of string and just kind of uh, the entanglement that family can can kind of create and tie you down with. Mm -hmm. So that that's what I'm doing tonight. So that's a different a different one. So it's very simple flat paper puppets. Um, so not nothing nothing too um complex this evening but easy has seemed more of my complex <laughs> and you're muted buddy and you are muted easy you're muted there we go <laughs> radio interwebs no see this is this is is what's incredible and i love how p was able to ask the question um because that's kind of what I was trying to get through is there's so many extra layers that don't people don't understand. It's not just a matter of bringing up a puppet and say doing a wrench fluid act, which is very complicated, you know, or just doing like a marionette act. You're also setting the music in the background. It is a, it is a production, you know, the music in the background, if you have any um, say on how the lighting is supposed to go, you make sure that you're setting up the moods properly where, you know, some, People who go out for like more conventional, like going to see a band or something like that, the band pretty much has no effect on what's what it's going to be like for the lights or if there's going to be a projection or anything like that. They're just there to play the music itself. Um, and that's what you guys are such incredible storytellers that the medium could be felt. It could be uh, puppets. It could be the lights. Um, and the story is still being told and labs are still being given. Now, as someone who, you know, works the entire spectrum of uh of this art form do you find it easier to write and convey some of the more comical stuff or to write and convey some of the more um emotional stuff um for me it's always been easier to convey the emotional stuff but that started off when i uh as i was telling uh preston you know in my fine arts background drawing and painting that's always mm -hmm. been more emotional even in my writing it's always been emotional so i tend to go for personal um and then in within the personal i also have very dark humor so i you know i pull that in but it's all it's it's generally um i i was i was joking with a colleague of mine i'm like why can't I just want to do something fluffy and not serious, but I'm just so not capable of doing that. <laughs> but but here's the thing, and 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 from someone who's been in the audience, I will say you actually are capable of it. This is a story that I've told on this show several times uh, when talking about some of my favorite moments at the State House. I have never told this story to you, and I really wanted to tell you the story. So your last show at the State House, we all know, and Baha Boohoo was the day of um, my brother's memorial. I went right from my brother's mm -hmm. memorial to, to, to the show and a buddy, a uh, very conservative buddy of mine. Yes, we still do have some conservative friends. I know it's weird, but a very conservative buddy of mine from Long Island drove up for the memorial. And then before he was catching the ferry, he wanted to hang out with me. So he came to your show. He paid the money to see the show. Um, and this big Italian dude sitting in the back of, of the show you go on automatically. And I told him like, dude, this is not your typical type of puppet show, bro. You know, you go on, on automatically and you start doing this, this amazing puppetry burlesque, burlesque thing, which was ridiculous and so incredible. And I'm watching him go through the levels of un uncomfortability, but he was so polite to wait. We started really checking his phone, checking his phone. He had like an hour before the ferry had to be there, before he mm -hmm. had to be there for the ferry. The minute your act ended, he stood up, 
gave me a hug. He's like, all right, bud, I got a ferry to catch. I got to go. And I was like, yes, you do. Have a great one, buddy. I love you. So it was by far, you hold one of my favorite moments at the State House because it was just so glorious. So you can do those fluffy moments because that burlesque thing was fluffy as heck to me forever now. <laughs> yes, that, that one is. It's true. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> So, there you go. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's the incredible part of art. I say it all the time. True art should make you feel uncomfortable. Should make someone feel uncomfortable. Take you out of your comfort zone for a hot minute because it's exciting out there, you know. And and in the rest of our world, you know, it's very binary. As per, go to work, get paid, do your job. Mm type of process so when we can have the ability to jump out of ourselves it's an incredible thing to do um you also what i love about what you do you could easily go and do things yourself you could do an entire you know aspect of yourself but when you're back here especially like in new haven and nct you do pinned and sutured which isn't just about you not only do you highlight other independent puppeteers but then you also try to incorporate some interesting musicians as well and treat it very much like the cabaret um and it's one of the things that i truly appreciate um what really sparked that idea to be more communal uh with the project um the fine let me just back the fine arts is very singular right so Mm -hmm. It's very much in your studio and doing that. And and um, one of the aspects of the different art forms is that it's not so just me, about me and doing the painting. And um, so I've always loved a collaborative and community aspect. Mm-hmm. And so um, something about, something that is really, truly special about puppetry and easy, I'm glad you've seen it and, and people that come to the shows, see it as well is that it is such an incredible giving community right so if I say hey I need help with this I've got people ready like what do you need help with like Mm -hmm. I'm really I'm good at this or I can do that right and the same thing like somebody needs help I'm just like what do you need I'm here so it's a very it's it's just the type of community that it is um Pinned and sutured, I wanted to make sure to have not, it's not just, a, it's not about me, it's about the community and having space for other artists um, and, and any art form to have space on a stage and share what they do because there's so much talent. There's so much beautiful things happening around us, but I didn't want it just to be the one thing I just I also feel it's it's really beautiful when different art forms come together they don't need to be separate so I really like to showcase that and just like I also love meeting new people and discovering new things so by the more people you include the more you're exposed to the richer I feel like you become and also you share with with other people in the audience. So it's really, 
I wanted it to be a very welcoming, nurturing um, community environment. So I try and pull in as much as I can. Uh, that that is that is awesome, and, and I love you nailed it right on the head. I was actually uh, this past week I went on uh, a walkabout adventure, and I got to see this incredible uh, movie, uh, Warm Bodies. Um, it's 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 a, it's a cheesy kind of thing, but uh, you know, got to see it with an incredible human being. And the whole point of it, the whole metaphor was, you know, you are a zombie until you have that personal human connection, um, and that can truly bring you back to life. And art is such an important part of that and, and and the fact that you truly understand that communal aspect you know especially in the entertainment world where you know as, as hunter s thompson has said many of times it's full of liars cheats thieves backstabbers uh pimps johns and prostitutes and there's a downside um you know so it's it's constant um i love how incredible the human being you are while doing all of this it's very easy to, you know, as, as per Steve Miller band, take the money and run. Um, but you make sure not only does everyone eat, and really everyone eats, actually shows up with like 19 or, or 17 orders of cupcakes and uh, forcefully gives you one, even when you don't want it. You're like, no, well, you're going to have this now. And then, and then like yells at you if you have not eaten it before it goes out. That's the type of person you are. And I want everyone to know that, you know, because, hey, they could come to a pinned and suture and might get a cupcake. You know, that's important. That's a selling point to something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Hey, food's important. I got to feed my people. <laughs> <laughs> so what started the journey from fine art into into puppetry and, and engaging in that community? What took what in your artist brain said, I need people because I've been a, a, a solo artist and it took a lot for me to want to see people ever again. Um, so, you know, what, 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 uh, what changed for you? Um, the inciting event was, <laughs> um, so I had been, um, you know, painting, drawing, sculpture, dance, writing, you know, I did my undergrad in writing and it was, you know, and, and it was just, and then I was making these, um, these kind of creepy dolls and kind of puppet-esque kind of sculptures. And, you know, again, puppet theater has been uh, in my world, my my whole existence from watching it on TV to, um, you know, going to see uh, uh, puppet theater as a child, uh, seeing Roman Pasca, his, uh, you know, family friend who I love dearly. And my stepmom um, was married to David Marquis, another puppeteer. So I've had, these people in my life and incredible artists and it was one of those things that I always loved um but I don't know why in my brain I didn't think that that was an avenue at that point to do right but so I just kept searching and searching and it wasn't until um I fell at work about 13 years ago and I tore three ligaments and I was at home and, um, and I was just sitting around like drawing, making these things. I'm like, this isn't it. This is mm -hmm. not it. What is it? Like, I'm just going to make a puppet. And that was it. That was, I was done. 
Mm-hmm. I just started making puppets and I have not stopped since. And um, just started doing research and then um, bought some books and um, I had a showing at Hope Gallery. I, I had like 30 puppets at Hope Gallery and like did a puppet show that was in 2013. And I auditioned for um, UConn, the puppet arts program. And that's when I started grad school. And I haven't looked back since because it is just the perfect, as I was telling Preston, like crossroads Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. all the things. And I felt like I'd been preparing my whole life for that moment because not only am I designing the puppets, I'm writing the stories. Um, I also studied music. So a lot of the stuff I compose myself you know, movement is crucial. Also how to move with a puppet. So having that dance background. So all of these things were just like, oh, duh. So it was like that. So that was the moment I fell. And then that's kind of what catapulted me into the puppet arts. I, I, I love that that's actually an origin story. Like we just we just li- witnessed like a comic book origin story. Like that really her falling yeah. is like Uncle Ben getting Hands taken down. out. Like, you know what I mean? That was that was dope. That was dope to see. I you know you never you never think you come across him in real life, but like that was an actual origin story. That's dope. <laughs> but th- this is this is what is is so incredible about about those type of moments, you know, because it is when it becomes the realist. It is. You know, when we are trapped almost in our own head or in our own thoughts, for some people, it can be really bad. And that's why we mm-hmm. take medication. Um, but for other people, um, it, it is so freeing. And, and when you get to, to be there, um, I, I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, so thank you for your journey. Um, I'm sorry that you had to fall. But like, it seems like it was one of those like, fall I'm backwards to, to <laughs> jump forward, you know? Yep, yep. Anatar. Why do puppeteers wear black? Because you never want to take away from the puppet. Mm. I mean, there are, you know, it, it for the for the most part, uh, all you know, we ha- we call them our puppeteer blacks. But you never want to take um, away from the puppet unless you are part of the act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, okay. you just don't want to stand out. Plain and simple, you don't want you don't want to take the spotlight from them. No, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just a random thought in my head. Go ahead, easy. My apologies. <laughs> no, that, that, no, but that 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 makes a ton of sense too, because mm. you know when you can tell a story correctly, you know, um, you should the the listener, even when they're sitting there and visually watching it as well, the listener should be able to fall into their imagination. Um, and it's an incredible way, um, and you all are such incredible storytellers in that aspect where everything else does fade away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you become very focused on the movements or you become very focused even on the, the timber of voices and how uh, certain modulations will happen, uh, different things like that. Now, how have you met some of these artists? Is there like, I don't know, a puppeteer fight club that you have to have a special membership for? Or, uh, you know, it, it, is it just the kind of thing where you just go out and explore the art world and, or is there like a puppet symbol, you know, like, like the bat signal, but like, uh, you know, I don't know, Kermit. 
Well, I, that's that puppet signal uh, may or may not exist. I cannot confirm nor deny these things. But um, <laughs> um, I I met quite a few people actually when uh, 2013 the National Puppet Festival was in Swarthmore. I did something completely out of my comfort zone and I went by myself, which is something that I've never I've never would have done before because you know I have some social anxiety and going to a festival by myself was a very very big deal I'm like okay I may have some panic attacks and some anxiety but I'm going to do it because um this is going to be really good it's going to be great to be exposed to puppetry and force myself to do this and so I drove down to Pennsylvania <laughs> um and um and that's really when I realized how truly special this community was. I was there not even two hours. I registered. I went to the dining hall and um, this beautiful redhead said, someone sitting here? And I said, no. She goes, can I sit with you? And I said, yeah. She goes, hi, I'm Velasca. And I was like, hi, I'm Anatar. She goes, is this your first festival? And I said, yeah. She goes, okay. I'll show you. And that was it. And she is this uh, incredibly talented puppeteer in the Baltimore area. Um, within an hour, she said, have you met uh, Madison? I said, no. Said, oh, I need to introduce you to Madison. I think you'd really get along with, uh, with Madison. Okay. So she introduced me to Madison J. Cripps, which you've seen perform at my slams. Um, and uh, then I just started to, she introduced me to uh, a ton of people. And then that just led me to meet more people. And, you know, UConn as well. I started meeting a lot of puppeteers, you know, uh, all in grad school. And then once I started really um, performing in the Puppet Slam uh, network, you know, I, uh, I got flown out to Portland to do a slam to Austin. So I've met a lot of people just through, through that. And also the national puppetry conference at the Eugene O'Neill in Waterford. Um, I've met some lifelong friends that are just really incredible people and mentors. So, yeah. And Anatar, you are an incredible person on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself prestige with my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. Let's learn about puppets. Go ahead, Easy. You're muted. Easy's muted again. It's a never ending fight. <laughs> never ending fight. Shenanigan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have so many words that will get us kicked off air, but I'm not going to say Go anything. Go right ahead. <laughs> but but what, I, what I love about this, this entire aspect is everything that you're saying translates into every single at, uh, aspect of arts, period. You know, whether you know, you're a songwriter or whether you're, you know, a fine arts, you, you, you need that community aspect. You need to go and do that networking aspect um, and continue mm -hmm. to grow. One of the newest ways um, in this crazy entertainment world industry stuff is social media. Um, how is your social media game? Do you like social media and would you like to evolve in it? 
I have a love-hate relationship with social mm-hmm. media. Um, I love it because it I can see what's going on, what people are making, or, or mm-hmm. all all the things, right? Uh, what people are up to. Um, I definitely ebb and flow. I I should probably post more. I have to set reminders. Um, to do more of that. So it's definitely uh, a love hate. Um, I keep my website current. Uh, it's mm-hmm. always current on what's going on. Um, but in regards to, to social media, and then, and then sometimes I just feel like it's too much. And it's mm-hmm. like oversaturation. So I won't go on it for a while. Um, and then I feel like I'm like, I miss out on a show or something that's happening if I don't. So it's definitely, it's definitely a love and hate. If I hope to um, have enough money to hire someone next year. They can just take care of all of my social media <laughs> because it's just, I'd rather be doing something else, you know? Um, right, right. But when it's leading up to an event, you know, then yes, I'm on it and showcasing like, mm-hmm. this is what's happening and et cetera. But it's just, sometimes I just, it's just too much. So, so it would it would be actually better for you if if you could just create the content for social media and then someone else managed when it was when it was distributed and stuff like that. So, like, yes. say, say they scheduled you like a hangout day where y'all were just going to hang out and they just took a whole bunch of different clips, but like once a week. Um, that would be much easier for you. Uh, in, in those yes. lines. Um, that being said, uh, I will call you in in a couple of days or or, or whatnot, and I'll I'll sit down and 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 we can sit down and work out an entire plan for you. Actually, wonderful, really, I love it. I'm getting really good at, at at the social media aspect, and I know, especially on TikTok, your what you do will translate, and the, the your personality will translate so well. Um, if nothing else, it's like a free business card that you're putting out there, mm-hmm. um, and that's just something as simple as you know three fifteen second, uh, five fifteen second clips a day. Mm-hmm. that needs to be posted you know so you i i can get the content that's necessary for an entire week in four hours you know i love it let's discuss <laughs> uh, well it also gives us another reason to hang out because obviously yeah you know, no so, absolutely so <laughs> you know I'll bring the cupcakes uh, you know they oh there'll be cupcakes that's there you go that's going to be pinned in suit your uh, uh merch now uh there will be cupcakes is the first shirt and it's like a cupcake puppet you know um there you go okay <laughs> we we also know a shirt company that does everything we'll talk about that as well see this, this- wonderful because <laughs> merch awesome. is merch okay. is um i did some stickers and some stuff and people mm-hmm. really love them so i definitely want right. to get some more more things out right. there great wonderful i love it okay cool awesome fantastic um all right, awesome. But more about you, uh, not about how we're gonna, you know, corporatize you and make a whole bunch of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yay, capitalism! Um, hey, Anatar, is writing a script um, a little bit overwhelming when it comes uh, to, to doing what you do in your art pieces? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Yes, Preston. Yes. <laughs> um, just to give you an idea. Yeah. Great question. Um, Thank you. Duenio's script, mm-hmm. I started 
it wasn't called Sueños back then, but right. I started that as kind of like a memoir back in 2005. Mm-hmm. Then um, I put it aside. I worked on it for a few years and then um, I picked it back up again. And then it started, it really started taking kind of shape in um, 2018. Mm-hmm. 20- yeah. The Dramatic Question Theater in New York um, has this series called American Woman. And it's really more of like, what does that look like? right? What is mm-hmm. an actual American woman? Um, and so um, uh, we started working on the script. Like I brought it again and started reworking that script. So I've been working on that script for a really long time and it's very overwhelming mm-hmm. because it's what do you, what do you include? What's important? What am I trying to say in this scene? And it's, it can, it can be a lot, right? And um, sometimes you're just so in love with the scene, but it's not working. So you have to, you know, kill your darlings. Just get them out of here. Like Ooh. they don't work. Right. So it's like, yeah. okay, I'll save that for something else. So um, right now I finally reached a point where uh, something I love doing in, in undergrad. And, and I did this in one of the workshops is you cut up the script in pieces and you lay mm-hmm. it all on mm-hmm. the floor right and then you just like mix and match and um once you do that like visual like the physicality of that actually lets you release a lot of things Mm -hmm. because it's no longer in sequential order and so it becomes a game and so it's like tricking your brain and so like let's see how this is going to work and i was able to like cut a lot of things that weren't working but um it can be very very overwhelming and daunting Hmm. Yeah. How would one handle hecklers when it comes to a puppet show? Because you have to remain professional and uh mm-hmm. you know, I was wondering. Do about you that. though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. it you know, I haven't there's always I I actually like heck hecklers are fine. Mm-hmm. I, I have not experienced rude hecklers at any of the of any of the the shows mm-hmm. not yet anyway so it could be it could be very fun to have um a heckler depending on the bit that you're doing mm-hmm. so um you know uh i actually had someone uh say something while i was on stage at the last uh slam and we kind of went back and forth a little bit and that was mm-hmm. really fun so it just depends I haven't right. had a really, I haven't had a bad heckler yet. And now that I've said that, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not, but yeah. Hopefully not. Um, yeah. I know I've seen Easy on the stage and he handles hecklers pretty well. Um, it, <laughs> I, I, I've seen Reddit R and I've seen PG-13 from PG coming from Easy mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. when it comes to people. Yeah, just, very, uh, very. Yeah. disrupting his performance <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can relate right <laughs> oh go definitely and and, and yeah. you, to, to know when to go pg and when to go rated r um is is very interesting and you have to have an incredible uh life experience to do that uh yeah. because you know you, you never want to be the person that jumps up and you know yells at i don't know a six-year-old 
Um, they're six. They're supposed to say weird things at inappropriate times. Um, that that is the beautiful art form of a child. Um, but you know that drunk grown man. Uh, I mean, sometimes the uh, the forked tongue and the knuckles um, are prescribed e for everyone. So you know it happens. And sometimes I actually like have. And I also no. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, please tell us. Um, I actually had, uh, when I was doing the slams at, uh, they started at, um, at three sheets and then, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, outgrew there and then to cafe nine and then finally to the state house. But, um, one of the first slams at three sheets and I had a, there was a very, very drunk woman heckler and there's something very satisfying about, um, heckling back with a puppet on your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's very satisfying. Um, but she got so out of hand, she was actually removed from the bar and kicked out of a puppet show. Right. right. So the best part is weeks later, my friends were somewhere and this, and they overheard th- this woman telling her friend, I got kicked out of a puppet show. And I, that was like the best thing ever like hearing that second hand that my friends that were at the puppet slam then mm-hmm. ran into the same woman not realizing it was the same woman and she's telling her friends how she got kicked out of a puppet show for heckling um <laughs> <laughs> well no that's that, that's one of the most incredible things when, when you do kind of have that that type of art form and and we've been blessed with uh with shame penguin where because we show up with a three foot tall stuffed penguin on stage with us, you know, people will then talk about that. They might not remember the music that well, but mm-hmm. you know, we to, to the point where our good friend Mark Lyon was walking past three sheets and uh, he, you know, he hears, yeah, so there was this band and there was this giant stuffed penguin. And he's like, oh yeah, that's easy. And I love him. Let's talk about the shame <laughs> penguin. You know, uh, so yep. when you have that ability, Unfortunately, the ability of the Apollo Curtain is happening right now, and we are, we are getting that call. Um, I apologize for all the mayhem that the internet has put us through today, but okay. I have to say it's been an honor and a privilege uh, for you to be here. Um, and thank you so much for coming on. You know, I love hanging out with you. I love talking with you. And now we're going to build business-wise together, and that's fantastic. But right now, the rest of this time is all yours. Anatar, please tell people how they can connect with you. Um, how they can see these incredible poetry slams and just how they can engage with your amazing community, please. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. It's been delightful talking to you and Preston. Um, Pindensutured.com, at Pindensutured on Instagram, also Pindensutured Facebook. uh, And um, that way you can, uh, I'm, I'm always keeping up uh, the website and um, I do post about shows and upcoming shows and all the things. Um, so that's a very easy way of um, getting in touch with me or just seeing what's, what's next. Cause there's so many things that are coming up. So um, that way you can stay tuned. Wonderful. And all the like. And it's Thank you so much for being a part of the program. We do appreciate you. On WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself prestige with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made E.
D. Bruce. Appreciate you, Anatar. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Spending time all alone, sending my songs through the phone, dreaming of a better home, when while focused on trying to hone this craft. 